Ready for the war? Yes, sir. Sure about that? Yes, sir. All right. Father, we ask and we say there is illumination. The eyes of our understanding is enlightened. There is no confusion in this atmosphere. Every heart can build you as we see ourselves in you. Your name alone is glorified, even as we are edified. In the name of Jesus. Amen. 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 All right. Supernatural every day. Matthew 28. Matthew 28, verse 18 to 20. The supernatural every day. Matthew 28, verse 18 to 20. It says, um, Jesus came and spake unto them, saying, All power is given unto me in heaven and in earth. And it says, Go ye therefore and teach all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Ghost. Teaching them, to, teaching them to observe all things whatsoever I have commanded you. And lo, I am with you always, even to the end of the world. And I told us and I thought us that uh, when he says, and lo, I am with you always, is referring to a very abiding presence of God. When he says in Matthew 28 verse 18, it says, All power is given unto me in heaven and in earth. Uh, one of the things we are going to learn as we progress in Bible study, is the um, interconnection of Genesis 1 verse 1 with Matthew 28 verse 18 when it says, All power is given unto me in heaven and in earth. And it's just summarizing that what, Jesus, what God said in Genesis 1 verse 1 as we fulfilled in Christ. In, Genesis, in John 1 verse 1 it says, In the beginning was the word, the word was with God, and the word was with God. It now says in John 1 verse 14 it says, And... Um, the flesh, um, it, be, it, be, it became flesh and it dwelt among us. I will be him as of the only begotten of the Father, full of grace and truth. So when he says, I am with you, it's just showing us God's redemptive work within us. That is what God has accomplished in Christ for us and um, at salvation. So the promise was made ready and explained to us in John 14. Look at in John 14, verse 1 to 2, or 1 to 3. It says, Let not your hearts be troubled. Ye believe in God, believe also in me. It says, In my Father's house are there many mansions. If it were not so, I would have told you, I go to prepare a place for you. And I says, And there, we, it says, I go to prepare a place for you, and I will come again and receive you unto myself, that where I am, Dear ye may be also. Last week we were looking at the ascension and we said that what the ascension means is that he will go and come and be with us. So that means that what God has done in Christ Jesus for us has been fulfilled by looking at ourselves or by looking inward. So the revelation is such that God now dwells in the believer today. God lives in the believer today. God walks with the believer today. So, and that's something that you must be conscious about. So, when he says in Matthew 28, verse 18, verse 20, he says, And lo, that word lo means behold. It means look at this thing carefully. That is, it means that um, you must have a consciousness of this. 
that you must perceive it well. So that is, you must be conscious of the indwelling of the Spirit within you. You must have a consciousness that God dwells in you. You, you really have to have that consciousness that as you're driving, as you're walking around, as you're doing things, as you're moving about your daily living or about your life, you must have that consciousness that God dwells in you and God dwells in the believer. So when he says, all power has been given to me in heaven and in earth, that's making us understand that, see, this thing, I have fulfilled it and I now dwell in the believer. So that's why he told us to go and raise disciples. We wouldn't have had the abilities to raise disciples when he says, go and teach all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Ghost. You and I would not have the ability to do that if he wasn't dwelling with us. Hallelujah. So that shows to us that Christ dwells in us because if you look at it in the in discipleship context in that verse 19 when it says teaching all nations baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Ghost in the Jewish custom at the age of six a disciple starts to learn a disciple a, a, a child is given to the rabbi at the age of six and he starts to learn he starts to undergo training he starts to school and you can't learn from Jesus outside his service you can't learn from Jesus outside God's word how you learn from Jesus is from his word. So anyone telling you you can learn from Jesus or you can learn from God outside God's word is leading you to a lie. God's word has just the sole authority to give us peace. God's word has the sole authority. It's the final authority. God's word is the final authority to the believer. So we must always learn to feed and constantly feed on God's word. So... When it says, I am with you, it is referring to the indwelling of the Spirit with you. So you as a believer, you must have that consciousness that God lives in me, God dwells in me. You must be conscious of that fact that God lives in me, God dwells in me. I am in God, I live with God, you know, and you must not have an impression that the life of a supernatural Living happen just once. You must always understand that he is living with you always. So and we said something. Uh, we said that um, one of the ways to feed on the supernatural is that we must consciously feed on God's word. Right? We said that as a believer. To have a supernatural every day, or to have a supernatural life every day, or to live supernaturally every day, you must consistently feed on God's word. The question would be, how often do you feed on God's word? How often do you eat God's word? How often do you meditate on God's word? How often do you, do you put God's word on your heart? Are you, because if you say we have his ever-abiding presence in us, the consciousness of that abiding presence would always be on the reality of how much we feed on God's word. See, let me tell you, even though you know that God lives in you, you will be more conscious of that fact the more you feed on God's word. The consciousness of it will done is not, not a sudden thing. It's not just... Um, it's not just an happenstance that, oh, it just comes to you once in the blue moon. But the more you consistently feed on God's word, the more it comes to your consciousness that God lives in the believer. I believe, like I, like I said, many people are suffering from what we call identity crisis. 
A lot of people don't even record. They are Christians or so-called Christians, but they don't even recognize what, what is happening with them. That's because they don't even open their Bibles. They don't feed on God's word. They don't listen to God's word as they ought to. But you see, for us as believers, God's word is our food. God's word is our is, you know, he told them in 1 Corinthians 10, he says they were baptized into Moses and they did eat the same spiritual drink. They did eat the same spiritual meat. God's word is that food. Paul said, I could not talk to you as unto Cana, but as unto babes in Christ. I have fed you with meat, either though with meat, but you are not able to bear them. So God's word is that meat to us. God's word is that, as it were, God's word is that, um, is that f- meal, that food we have to feed on, we have to consume. So as a believer, you must feed on the word consistently. You must make God's word a practice in your life. Make it a practice to feed on the supernatural. Make it a practice when you are feeding on God's word, that's the supernatural. And not just that, you can make a conscious effort to feed on the supernatural. Make a conscious effort to feed on the supernatural. You can make a conscious effort and say, I want to feed on the supernatural things. I want to feed on the supernatural. You know, feed on God's word. And we said number two, what did we say number two? We said number two is praying in the spirit. How often do you pray in the spirit? How often? Because the word is, I told you the word is your spiritual food. So when you pray in the spirit, you are going to watch what comes from your mouth consistently. A man who prays in the spirit a lot would definitely have the right words to say at every time. Imagine you are filled with God's word. Imagine all that is on your lips, all that is on your heart. Imagine, let's say before you left your house this morning, you have fed on God's word, right? You have engaged in God's word in your short breaks at work. You you at least inter at your inter intervals at work. You just like mother God's word. You just remind yourself those things you learned. And just tell yourself, you know, I'm the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. I am victorious. I win all the time. I'm not in lack. You know, you just tell yourself what God's word says, and you now pray in tongues more. You will never have the wrong words to say. You see, as believers, we must always understand that in in life, we always must speak something. We always must say something. But you see, when we are praying in tongues a lot, our words will be controlled by the Spirit of God. And it it will just be speaking as it were the right words. That's why it seems like some believers don't have negativity around them. Some believers don't seem to have bad things going on for them. You know, there's these things that people used to say, why bad things happen to good Christians? Well, I believe bad things chose to happen to good Christians because the people don't feed on the word. People don't, people who say, okay, well, why, why is it like that? Ask them, ask those guys that say those things. Do you feed on God's word? They'll tell you no. So you're just a Christian. You just go to church every Sunday. Yeah, after church every Sunday, do you act on the word? They'll tell you no. You know, they will ask me to say, God, why? God, why? God, why? And they don't pray in tongues. Even when they are praying, they are complaining in their prayer. Oh, God, why? God, why? God, why is this? And that's because they don't feed on God's word. So learn to pray in the spirit always. 
Learn to pray in the spirit always. Fucking tongues a lot. Fucking tongues a lot. Make it a constant practice to always talk in tongues. Talking, praying in the Jude 120, my beloved brethren, building up yourselves in your most holy faith. And praying in the spirit. Praying in the spirit. Praying in the spirit. Praying in the spirit. The more you pray in the spirit, you are building up yourself. You are building up your spirit, man. Learn to pray in the spirit a lot. Never you be those kind of people who say tongues is tongues is tongues is outdated. Tongues is not for the believer. Tongues is not this. You know, there was somebody we were having a we were having a conversation, and the person said, you know, imagine this brother got this another brother born again. So I was talking to this another brother, or let's say brother he got brother B born again, and I th- most likely he got even brother he got brother B filled with the spirit. I was not talking to brother B about brother A. That ah, is brother A. He said, "Do you know that brother A is not speaking in tongues again?" I said, "Why?" He said he went to hear something else. I said, "But and I said, I said, hope you as this week." He said, "I, said, I, I don't have option. Tongues is my life." But why do you go and hear the wrong things? Why do you go and you see you, all through the book of Acts, they prayed in the spirit. Acts 2, Acts 10, Acts, eh, Acts 10, Acts 19. You will see it all through consistently. Acts 8. You will see it all through consistently in the book of Acts. How men prayed in tongues. Acts 9. You will see it. Then you now says you can't speak in tongues. First Corinthians 14. Beloved, Jude one twenty. Beloved brethren, building up yourselves in your most holy faith. Then you now say somebody said praying in the spirit is speaking in a language that is the Holy Ghost. I said okay. So what's the Holy Ghost language? I said so. Is it is it Hebrew, Greek? The person said yeah. I mean the scripture is written in Hebrew and Greek, and the Bible says all scripture is inspired by the Holy Ghost. So the scripture is written. So the the Holy Ghost language is Hebrew and Greek. I said agreed. Agreed. The Holy Ghost language is Hebrew and Greek. Good. And I said, but it says praying in the spirit. So uh, can you speak Greek? Can you speak Hebrew? So he said, eh, maybe we should go and learn the language. Since that's the... I said, you are not serious. He said, they said in Acts 2, they spoke in other tongues, not in other Greek, not in other, not in other Hebrew or other Latin. You know, some people just hear the wrong things. Some people just hear the wrong things. So, learn to consistently pray in tongues a lot, a lot, a lot. And also, number three, have always an attitude of thanksgiving. Have an attitude of thanksgiving. Never you complain. Don't be that believer who is always complaining, who is always murmuring, who is always, as it were, just say, I don't know why this is happening to my life. I don't know what's going on with my life. I don't know what's happening to my car. I don't know what's going on with this. I don't know what's going on with that. Be full of thanksgiving. You are always complaining. There are some believers, they can complain and complain and complain. Eh, this person does not like me. Eh, this person does not do this. Eh, this person does not do that. Oh, this is the, the, the. Always complaining. They are not even full of thanksgiving. They've never said, Lord, I thank you. They never lifted up their hands in their room and just say, Father, thank you. Lord, I thank you. Some people, the only time they say, Father, I thank you is in, the, in church. 
when we say lift up your hands and let's just thank the name of the Lord, let's just worship Him and bless Him. That's when some people just remember to say, oh, thank you. Or maybe when they give them food and we went out to eat food, they just remember the ritual. Thank you, Lord. Bless this food, O Lord, for Christ's sake. In the name of Father, Son, Holy Spirit. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Jesus, come and eat Satan, go away. All of those things. No. Always have that attitude of things. Always have that attitude of things. Philippians 4, be anxious for nothing, but in everything, in prayer and supplication, let your requests be made known unto God. It says be anxious for nothing. But you see many of us, you see, if he told us be anxious for nothing, he now says, but in prayer and thanksgiving. But you know what many of us will do? We take our anxiousness into it. How do you get to what I'm saying? So why not thank him? Stop complaining. Stop living that life of complaint. Oh, no. You can't complain and be conscious of the supernatural. You can't. It doesn't work that way. A man who complains can't be conscious of the supernatural. Always look back and thank God. Thank him for what happened in 2019. Thank him because you came out of that accident. Thank him because you, you know, you came out successfully. Thank him for that, your class that you almost failed and you passed it. Thank him for that time you didn't have a job and he provided one. Thank him for that time you didn't have money and it's at its way. Somebody just reached out to you and just favored you. Learn to always thank him. The more you thank God, seems as though you are joyful. You are even more hopeful with thanking him. See, eh? Look back always in your room. Learn to laugh. In your room, just laugh at the devil and just say, <laughs> you know, you are a loser. You know, you devil, you are a loser. You know, don't just laugh only in church and say, oh, Holy Ghost meeting, this is... No! A man who is full of things will always be conscious of the supernatural. And when I say conscious of the supernatural, he will always be conscious of God abiding in him. He will always be conscious of, that he lives in a supernatural life. He will always be conscious that he is in a supernatural world. You know, Satan can have the last laugh. You know, you can tell yourself that over your life, over your businesses, over your ministry, over your disciples, over things going on with you, over your job, over challenges in the natural and tell yourself, <laughs> Satan, you can't have the last laugh over this issue. I am going to win. I'm going to be victorious. I'm going to come out successful. I'm going to come out strong. I'm going to come out, you know, I'm going to come out unscratched. I'm going to come out untouched. I'm going to come out victorious because I win all the time. You see, he's going to show his ugly head, but you say, <laughs> you are not having the last laugh over this. I am not giving up till I see my result. I'm not giving up till I see my answer. You know, there's, a, there's something in the life of a believer and it's a never give up attitude. There's something that God placed in the life of a believer and it's, a, it's, like, a, it's like a diehard, never give up attitude. The Yoruba, we call it Elemiloma last. That is somebody that will take it to the end. You see, you see, there's that give up, there's that never give up attitude that God has placed in the believer. So when you see yourself trying to faint, like I'm giving up on this challenge, okay, the thing happened, the, the thing was just coming. See, let me tell you, the fact that you are a human being and that you live in this world, challenges will come. Challenges will come. Challenges will always come. There will be times you will cry. 
There will be times you will not, things will not go well, but you know what? He has given us something with us. It's, I call it like an antidote. Don't mind my, the way I call it. I call it like an antidote that we can never give up on the situations. That we will always come out victorious. We will always come out winning. We will always come out strong. We will always come out, we will always come out defeating the devil. See, challenges of life are natural. That's because you are on this earth. As far as we are still on this earth, challenges will come. Challenges of any sort will come. Oh, this. Oh, work. Oh, um, um, okay. Your ministry. Your this. Your, you know, different thing. But you can make up. You can make up your mind and say, no matter what it is in life, the devil is never going to have the last laugh. I am going to come out winning. I'm going to come out winning because I win all the time. I don't know about you, but I win all the time. I win all the time. You know, we can't be feeding on God's word. We can't be praying always. We can't be thanking God always and be a give up and be people that give up. We can't. It's not possible. That is why you must learn to live supernaturally every day, feeding on God's word, prayer, thanksgiving. A man who is full of things can never know defeat. You see, it's as though when the thing comes, you just... See, how many of you have been in a situation before and that situation just happened and you just started laughing? How many of you have been like that? Do you know that that laughter is God's, is, is God's attitude? It's because you are born again. It's God's attitude for you to laugh. You just laugh <laughs> like, wow. <laughs> you know, sometimes you just even go and sleep like, I'm not ready to deal with this yet. But do you know that why? It's because of the kind of fortification you have built over the time that no, <laughs> you've prayed much in tongues. You have fed so much on the world. But you know, there are other times when it's as though it seems like you are, you know that feeling of, it seems like you are on the low spiritually. Something will not happen. The next thing you do is, I knew it. I, you just be, you just be using your words carelessly. You start, you start mumbling. Oh, 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 I don't know. I don't know. You start grumpy. You start getting angry. You are yielding to the flesh. See, the Bible says, never give place, give no room to the devil. Give no room. It says, neither give place to the devil. Anger is the works of the devil. Anger is already his attitude. The work, when you start mumbling and complaining, that is his spirit. That's the devil's spirit. So you just, so you are yielding already in that challenge. But imagine you are living supernaturally every day. You are having a supernatural life every day. A life of prayer. A life of feeding on the world. A life of thanksgiving. When challenges come and eat you, you will stand tall. You just see yourself. Is that all you got? You just said, is that all you got? Bring it on. I'm stronger than this. I'm coming out unscratched. I'm coming out victorious. I'm coming. That's why you see some believers. Once a little issue happens to them, they start skipping church. They stop going to church. How many of met believers like that? They'll just say, eh, because of this person. It, it, it might not even be them directly. Because of somebody, they'll just say, I'm not going to church again. I don't believe in God again. What? What's that? Say, I don't believe in God again. Because they are looking for sympathy. I don't believe in God again. I don't do this and that again. I don't do this. No. That's because you are not living supernaturally every day. That's because you have not learned the supernatural life every day. A man who feeds on the world, who is prayerful, who is, thanks, who is full of things, will never, 
never know defeat. We can never know defeat. I don't know about you, but I will never know defeat. I will never know defeat. In his strength, I go all the time. I don't know defeat. You see, you have to learn to stay full of God's word. You have to learn to stay full of prayer. You have to learn to stay full of thanksgiving. You have to learn to stay full of the supernatural life all the time. You have to learn to stay conscious of it. You must be conscious of it. So when challenges of life comes, knocking at the door, you are telling yourself, well, <laughs> I'm not going to give in to complain. I'm not giving in to complain. I See, we are supernatural men. We are not men that complain. Some people will be complaining about the nation. The United States of America is not good. Oh, the United States of America is not good. Uh, the president is not even working. Nothing is there. The economy is down. Okay. You're just full of complaint. You're just full of, you know, uh, no. Why not say this economy is working for my good? I'm staying in this country and I'm prosperous. You see, some people say, eh, in that field, people don't make money. In that field, things don't go well for people. In that, well, in that field for me, I will be successful. I will make all the money that I need to make. I will win. You know, how about that? But, but people say, oh, oh, this administration is the worst. This administration is the worst. This is the this administration, we, I will reap God's benefits. This administration, I will, I will be more prosperous. This administration, I will, I will get the best of jobs. This administration, I will win. This administration, my ministry will prosper much more. This administration, I will, I will, I will, so, I will, I will be in so much more. Hey, about that. Don't join the life. Don't don't join social media people to complain about your nation. To complain when you start complaining about your nation, you hope you know you live in that nation. You do. <laughs> you are a believer. Look at the life of Jesus. He never did. He, they live in the time of tyranny. They live in the time of oppression. Jesus was born in the time of oppression when Herod could kill all the male children. But did you see Jesus ever say, this nation, this nation is terrible. This, he never did. Father, I thank you because you hear me always. That was Jesus' attitude. That was Jesus' attitude. Look at Paul. Look at Paul. The same thing, even when he was in prison, he wasn't still complaining about the government. What did he do? Lord, he says, I thank my God. I thank my God. That was what was on his mind. Men who are full of thanksgiving are supernatural men. Always learn to thank God. Learn to sing praises to God. Learn to be in your room and just lift your hands and say, Lord, I thank you. You know, you can just sit on your own before you sleep at night. Have not prayed and just say, Lord, I lift my hands. I lift my voice. There's a melody in my heart. There's a song on my lips just to worship you, Lord Jesus. And you're just singing in the Holy Ghost. You're just blessing and magnifying the Lord. You know, there's this song my friend taught me when I was much younger. He says, magnify the Lord with me. Exalt the name of Jesus. Magnify the Lord with me. Lift up the name of Jesus. Magni Magnify the Lord with me. Oh, I saw the name of Jesus. Magnify the Lord with me. Lift up the name of Jesus. You know, I bet you magnify his name. 
You feel your room. You feel your atmosphere. You feel your workplace. You feel your friendships with thanksgiving. How about that? Learn to stay conscious of the supernatural. Learn to stay conscious. You are complaining about your boss at work. You are joining them to say, hmm, this company is going down. The way this company is going. See, it will go down you will be the one at loss. How about you use your words the right way and say, no, I will be promoted in this company. Things will, because I'm in this company, things will go well for me in this company. My boss is yielding to the Spirit of God towards me. My boss is not, you know, how about using your words and setting things in the right place than complaining? <laughs> Once you start complaining, see, let's learn this as a church. Let's learn to watch our lips. And when you see yourselves, you know we can be friends and tell ourselves, you're the complaining. You're stepping into the flesh. Let's start doing it. Let's start doing it as ourselves. Just the same way we use our words and say, no, you're saying the wrong thing. The God say the right thing. Say the right thing. How about when you just notice somebody complaining and say, hmm, no, no, no. <laughs> no, the devil is already working in you. How about you just switch your words and just thank God. And just, you know, as it were, pray about it. You know, anytime personally, if I have issues with people, you know what I do? Maybe somebody offend me. Hope you know that somebody, people will always offend you. <laughs> Don't say, ha, pastor, people offend you. Yeah, people will always offend you. You know, people will always speak bad about you. People will always say, people, especially people that used to say, ha, are your best is heretic? Are your best is this? Are your best is that? You know what I mean? I just do. I'll just start praying. I don't even pray in tongues. I pray in English. So that I know what I'm saying today. I'll just, I'll just tell them, you are blessed. You are blessed. I'll just start praying. The more I do it, I see the love of God overwhelm my heart towards them. And I'm never angry. No. Just learn to pray for people. Learn to do that. When people offend you, the next best thing to do, I touch you in binding and lose it. Just start praying. Start praying for them. Don't pray in tongues, though. Pray in English. Know what you are saying. Pray. Spend at least 30 to 1 hour. 30 minutes to 1 hour. Just lifting up the name of the person. Calling the person's name. I don't know why I'm saying this this afternoon, but I'm sure it is blessed this evening. But I'm sure that's blessing you because that's not in my note. When somebody offends you, what do you do? You pray. Instead of getting angry. Instead of complaining. Just get on your knees and turn that complaint in prayer. Are you hearing what I'm saying? You will see the love of God overwhelm your heart towards the person. You will see the person. You, in fact, if you have told yourself that you will never call the person again, you won't know when you will pick up your phone and dial the person number and say, I'm sorry. You even be the one telling the person, I'm sorry. It doesn't make you a fool. No, 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 no. It doesn't make you a fool. Though. It makes you a Christian. Hallelujah. We are born again. We are born again. We are born again, man. You know, we are born again, man. We are believers. We don't act like the world. We don't. We are believers. We are supernatural men. You know, we are supernatural men. We can live supernaturally every day. We, you know the, the meaning of this live supernaturally? We can live like how Jesus lived every day. We can. By prayer. By feeding on the word. Be giving thanks. Not complaining. You know, not complaining. When people ought to, you know, Jesus told them, he says, Father, forgive them for they don't know what they are doing. You know, even on the cross, he prayed for all the people that flogged him and he was praying in English. You know, he prayed so that, you know the way he prayed? He prayed and it was written. So that means they heard him pray. They heard him pray for all the people that were hurting him. They heard him and he prayed for them. If it was you, you were like, no, Father, kill them too. No. But you know what that does to you? 
it makes the love of God overwhelm your heart. Because you are, you are a believer. You are a man of the Spirit. Hallelujah. I'm a believer. I'm a man of the Spirit. I'm a man born again. I act just on the word alone. I don't act according to the impulses of my flesh. I don't act according to the impulses of my flesh. I act on God's word all the time. I act in the Spirit. I always act in the Spirit. I always act in the Spirit. My nature act, My nature is always, re, is, always, is always responding and yielding to the Spirit of God. My nature is not yielding to the flesh. My nature is not yielding to the lust and anger. My nature is not yielding to the devil. My nature yields only to the word. My nature yields only to the spirit. Because I am born again. Because I am supernatural. Because I am a man full of the spirit. Because I am a Christian. Because I am born of God. You know, that is what you can be all the time. When people hurt you, pray for them. Hallelujah. Pray for them. Stop bearing grudges. 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 Learn to pray for people. Learn to pray for people. Go and listen to Dear Christian 101, Get Christian 102 on SoundCloud. It will bless you. Stop bearing grudges. Stop picking, keeping malice. Stop keeping offense. Stop, stop being offended with people. You are a believer. You can take that phone and call the person. That's it doesn't mean I know the person, I know the person was, I know you are right and the person was wrong. But you see, it doesn't reduce you. It doesn't take a strand from your ear. It doesn't take, it doesn't make you shorter, it doesn't make you taller. <laughs> it doesn't. So you are born of God. Hallelujah. You are born of God. Say I'm born of God. You're not saying like a minute. You're born of God. So you see, be full of things. Be full of things about your nation. Father, I thank you for the United States of America. I thank you because I'm going to be prosperous in this nation. I thank you for this administration. I thank you for New York. I thank you because things are working well my way in New York. I thank you because you are making earthly things, all things, all good things in life come to me and abound my way. You thank you because I'm, I'm, going to, I'm going to, as it were, be prosperous. You know, how about that? He says, oh, there's no job anywhere. There's nothing. Nothing is moving. Nothing is going. Ah. Phone your complaint to Thanksgiving. That is how to live supernaturally every day. You know, there's this thing I wrote in my note on, you know, there's this, you know, we are in a age, many of us, we are in a age where all your dreams and expectations and the things you had when you were younger, the plans you set, Oh, at the age of 10, at the age of 20, I'm going to be this. At the age of 22, I'm going to be that. At the age of 27, I'm going to be that. At the age of 35, I'm going to be... But it's looking like everything, you have, you have had to take a new plan. <laughs> it's looking like you have had to go a new direction. So some of you say, ah, I'm going to be a doctor. When I'm, uh, some, of you are, some, of you don't even, some of you are not even in that line. You, are not, you don't even study anything that related again. See? Eh? Don't allow, don't let an unmet expectation determine your happiness. Many of the things that are happening to people today, as they are the result of unmet expectations. Oh, expectations that I ought to be married at this age. Expectation that I ought to have gotten a house. Expectation that I ought to have gotten a car. Expectation that I ought to be in this job. Expectation that I ought to be. And that thing is making them depressed. Unmet expectation. See, brethren. 
I'm going to probably share more about this as we progress this year. Don't allow unmet expectations determine your happiness. Put this down. Put it at your put it on your wall. Unmet expectation will not determine my happiness. My happiness is from God's word. My happiness is because I'm joyful as a believer. Yes, I know my expectations are not met, but I trust God always. Imagine, you know, you see, you are not in a competition with anybody. Always learn that thing. You must always learn it in life. That see, you are not running a race with anybody. This is how I see it, right? Anytime I'm traveling, because I travel a lot, I see a lot of people on the, at, in the airport, especially many times when I go to different countries. Just like some of you remember I was in Paris uh, in April. Uh, and I was there. And I, I was at the airport and, and I went through different terminals because I lost my way at some point. And I was like, wow, look at these thousands of people. All of us, we are going to different directions. So imagine. So ima I, I, let me give you a, let me give you a look. Let me give you a something. When I entered in the airport in Paris, many of us were supposed to go to our destination because I missed, let, let me give you this scenario. So we, we went from Atlanta to Paris, right? And we're Paris to another country. Many people in that Atlanta to Paris were all going to, this, to the same country, right? Now imagine, when we all got to Paris, I only saw one person who I knew Others were going you know, to the same country, but I only saw one man, and we both were going together. We we're like, ah, you're going to this country? And I was like, yeah, we're going to the same country. I said, okay, let's go. So, men and brethren, this man just kept complaining. This is just April. He just kept complaining like, ha, ah, why did they? Because our flight was delayed. Our flight was scheduled to leave at 9. We didn't leave Atlanta till like 12 oh, eh? To like 12:20 in the night. We didn't leave Atlanta. We didn't leave Atlanta till that time. So this man, so by the time we got to Paris, our flight already left. So this man just kept complaining. Man, I'm not going to take it. I'm not going to take it. I said, ah. So in, so now me, I didn't know what happened. They already scanned my hand luggage in. So me, I was just just the way I was dressed like this with my phone. In fact, I didn't have a charger. I mistakenly checked in because when I got to, you know, when they want to check you in, they used to collect your hand luggage and say, let them put it for you and you take it back in Paris and all of those things. So me, I checked in my hand luggage. It's God has saved me that my passport and my everything was in my pocket because it was in my chest pocket. So this was how I was just working. So he was asking me, you don't even have a bag. I said, ah, this, <laughs> this is how I came in though. He said, ah. But the man just kept complaining. Ah, I'm not going to take it. This year, like, they delayed our flight for four hours. Now our flight is nowhere to be found. Our flight has gone. I said, calm down. I told this man, I said, calm down. He just kept, he said, no. He, and we now got to a country where they don't speak English often. So they were, so we went to what they said, they said, do, 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 do. They were speaking French. I said, ah. So he couldn't communicate his way. So he now calmed down a bit. So, so when somebody now met him, I said, what happened? So a police official now stopped him. You no, know, just like all the customs. How much are you holding in your pocket? He said, you can't stop me. You can't do this. They said, step aside. Step aside. So they even told him to go. He said, no, that's being racist. That's it. The, uh, the police now wondered. I said, what? I only asked you 
how much is in your pocket. You will just say, I don't have currency or I have $2,000. Are you getting what I'm saying? Just declare your currency. He said, that's how they stepped him aside and they arrested him. I don't know what, in fact, as they arrested him like this, I just, <laughs> I just looked for my own journey. Because personally, I was even happy they arrested him because I could not have been moving without complaint. You will know when somebody, when a man is full of complaints, is the devil working with him. It's very easy. I kept telling him, calm down. Calm down. So I said, but we are, I said, me and you, we are both going to the same country. I said, at least I'm still calm. I said, even me, I don't even know where my hand luggage is. At least I'm okay. You still have something, you are drooling around, you are moving. Me, I don't even have anything with me. The only thing I have with me now is my passport and my phone, with, not even without a charger. My phone is dead. I said, calm down. He said, no, I will not take it. I will not do this. He kept complaining. He kept doing this. He kept moving about. He, I said, once they, when, as they arrested him like this, it was as though a door just opened for me. I just knew what to do. I just got and told them, I said, I just went to the counter. I said, see, I've missed my flight. Would you book me on another one? They said, I will book you on another one. We will give you an hotel. We will give you this. Enjoy your stay in Paris. <laughs> Love, braggart, skin, amandi. <laughs> That was how my life started, you know. <laughs> life, you know, it's like say life in Paris, Paris that you were not planning to enjoy before. That you were not planning. To... That was how I entered. Just because I was not complaining, they would have arrested me too. <laughs> I just that's just on a lighter note, anyway. But I just shared that story to tell you that even when you have an unmet expectation, stop complaining. You are not all going to the same direction. I look at, anytime I fly down, many a times, I just look at all these thousands of people on the airplane, and I just see, wow. Even if we land, even if you both land in Rochester Airport, it's not the same as all of you are going. That alone is life lesson. Sometimes I see all of, some people, especially night flights, I, because I used to fly down to Rochester like late in the night, last flight that is coming to Rochester around, 11, 12 a.m. and all of those things. Many of us, we used to be friends when we were coming down. So everybody, everybody has already bounded from wherever city we are coming from. So everybody is already gisting in the plane. So, so all of us are just, when we come down, everybody, the airport is, you know, Rochester Airport now. Everything is already silent, nothing. So we'll be waiting for our bag, everybody is gisting and then. But do you know the funniest thing? Once we all leave the airport, we are not going to the same place. That alone is life lesson. Never be in any competition with anyone. Don't live your life trying to impress anyone. Yes, you have an unmet expectation. You are looking at that person and feeling like that person has accomplished it. In his own mind, he still feels like there's something that he has not accomplished. So run your race with calm, with calmness and with thanksgiving. Are you getting what I'm saying? Are you getting what I'm saying? So when you are complaining, you are not full of the Spirit. When you are complaining, you are never full of the Spirit. Learn to talk God's word. Learn to speak God's word a lot. Learn to speak God's word a lot. See, because complaints... See, let me write this down and put it somewhere in your notes or put it somewhere in your house. Complaints is yet to make anyone victorious. Complaints is yet to make anyone victorious. I'll say it again. Complaints is yet to make anyone victorious. Stop complaining. Stop complaining about your disciples. Stop complaining about your, 
your, your, your ministry. Stop complaining about, about your life. Stop complaining about your job. Stop complaining about your country. Stop complaining about your boss. Stop complaining about your family. I know, yes, your father did not, your father wasn't there for you. I know your mom wasn't there for you, wasn't the great mother. At least you have life. Thank God, you are not dead. Some people even wish they had the opportunity you have. You know, just, you know, stop. You know, this I say it, I'm from Nigeria. And I'm sorry to say, there are some part of Nigeria that some people have not eaten three times. They've not eaten today. And they are not complaining. And we, we still have McDonald's for $2 that we can eat. <laughs> we still have Goodwill, pantries that can give you food. <laughs> we can't complain. Some they don't even know where their next meal is coming from. Are you getting what I'm saying? Stop complaining. Stop complaining. Stop complaining. So, you know, so we leave, so the, the number, so we said, what's the first one? What's the, what's the first word is what? Feed on the word, right? You, you notice that's what we've been sharing for the past 30 weeks. Feed on the word, right? The second one, pray in the spirit. The third one, be full of things. Thanksgiving. Now, what's the fifth one? What's the fourth one? What's the fourth word? What's the fourth word? Check your note of last week. What did I say? What's. Eh? Number one, let's do it again. Number one, feel the world's word. Number two, from last week, practice is present by praying in the spirit. Number two, number three, act on God's word. Learn to act on God's word a lot. Always learn to act on God's word. Acting on God's word means you are putting God's word on your lips. You are saying what God said. You are telling yourself, I am what the word says I am. I can do what the word says. You know, acting on God's word is you giving thanks. You know, acting on God's word is you not complaining. You know, acting on God's word is telling yourself, I am victorious. You know, acting on God's word is telling yourself, I will never be defeated and I will never quit. You know, acting on God's word is, is you doing what the word says. Are you getting what I'm saying? Learn to act on God's word. What's the fourth one? Speak the word of God, word of God a lot. See the word. You know, I taught you putting the word on your lips. I taught you putting the word on your lips. I taught you casting your cares. Go and listen to those messages. It will bless you. I taught you, you know, uh, the, your faith, walking on water. Learn to put God's word on your lips all the time. Never you speak doubt. Never you speak your, your worries. Never you speak all of those things. Speak God's word a lot. And let me add the fifth one today. Surround yourself with the supernatural company. I want to build on that a bit today. Surround yourself with a supernatural company. See, eh? See. There is no one in this world that is greater than the influence he keeps around him. There is no one that is greater than the influence he keeps around him. No one. See, all of us that we are here, we are all products of influence. I always tell you in this church, man is a product of influence. The way you are walking today, 
you are influenced. The way you are writing, you are influenced. The way you are sitting down looking at me, you are influenced. The way you pray, you are influenced. The way you lift your hands, you are influenced. Man is a product of influence. In fact, even if you say, ah, I don't copy anybody, that statement of I don't copy anybody, you copied it from somebody. Man is a product of influence. Are you getting what I'm saying? So, you must learn to surround yourself with a supernatural company. Sometimes, just being around people who are filled with the Spirit influences you. Look at Numbers 11. You see, there was something that was obvious in Numbers 11. He says that he will put his Spirit upon the men, the 70 prophets, and they will stand together. There was just something about them standing together, apart from that earlier than those other two guys, those two guys who were not in the company. But that 70, there was something that was unique about them in that Numbers 11 that they will stand together and prophesy. There's something about your company. Some of you need to do a friendship check, a, a friendship evaluation, your company check. You have to do it. See, because, hmm, see, in Proverbs 13 verse 20, Proverbs 13 20, Proverbs 20, 13 20, he says, In Proverbs 13, verse 20, it says that he that walketh with wise men shall be wise, but a companion of fools shall be what? Shall be destroyed. If you walk with the wise, you'll be wise. Companion of fools are destroyed. See, you can live. See, you know we live in a social media world. And <laughs> Your influence doesn't mean your company these days. We live in a streaming era where everything is digitalized. The influence around you, you might not even have friends, but what keeps influencing you is your phone. What keeps influencing you is Netflix. What keeps influencing you is Hulu. What keeps influencing you is HBO Max. What keeps influencing you is uh, Roku TV. What keeps influencing you is all of those things or YouTube, or this particular guy's podcast that you always listen to, or this particular channel you subscribe to. You know, the, that can just be what is influencing you. Some of us need to do an evaluation check. Because, see, you cannot live a supernatural life beyond the company you keep. You can't. You can't live supernaturally every day if you don't have the right company. You can't. <laughs> see, there's nothing evil in watching movies. But see, if you watch movies that always talk down on God's power, you keep watching movies all the time, that always speak down, all the movies, the only, all the movies you keep watching all the time are movies that when you watch them like this, the supernatural consciousness will go down in your life. That what they do, they will say, it just works on somebody. You know, there was a time I was watching one Hollywood movie and one person, they used jazz or somebody and they worked and I just screamed. I just said, in the name of Jesus, this can never happen to me. I am beyond, I did not know, it was unconscious. That, that's what we call fool of the world. I told him, I said, nope, nope. You know, imagine you watch a movie that they exalt um, sickness more than the cure. They exalt, you know, there was, I played something recently, on, on Netflix recently, and my heart could not take it. I just, I just saw the too many hospital things, and I just said, okay, it's enough. I don't even want to know what the ending is again. 
But I, my heart just could not take it. Because all I want to feed my mind on is how that sporoclerosis or whatever they call it will be healed. How, you know, I think I'm learning, I, I have learned in this, sporoclerosis or something. How that, you know, I'm, I'm not medically inclined, so you cannot blame me. I'm so utterly inclined. <laughs> so, uh, how uh, lumb, lumbar sporo, lumbar sclerosis. Hmm. I, I believe somebody will soon be healed of that soon. Lumbar sclerosis will soon be healed, you know. I trust God for that, for those things, you know. I, you know, I, I believe that those, those sickness can be healed. That's all I want to see. Uh, impossible situations being healed. I, I don't want to see somebody, I don't want to see somebody say, oh, sorry, you have cancer? Oh, you're gonna die. You know, that's not what I want to feed my mind on. Oh, you're gonna, you just have six months to live, you're gonna die. Oh, so the person now start preparing his life. You know those movies that the person will now start preparing his life on in the next six months is going to die. That's not what I want to watch. I want to watch how I want to. He says, with long life shall he satisfy me. That is all I will see. You must learn to see, be, see, be fanatic on some things. I think it's what I'm saying. It's nothing wrong. You are just a Christian. Those that do it, let me tell you something. Those that believe in that thing, it's because of how they believe in it. That's why they are projecting it. Are you getting what I'm saying? You have your own belief. And don't be shy about yours. I don't, all I want to see is how a throat, throat cancer is healed. How that leg lump is healed. How that, you know, uh, as it were, somebody's leg is shortened. Somebody's uh, hand is shortened and it grows out. All I want to see is how that cataract is, there, is, is that is that is that a sickness? What does that mean? It's something the eye, a defect in the eye. <laughs> it's the Holy Ghost. I believe this is the Holy Ghost. How that cataract is healed? Because I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> you know, I, that's all I want to see. How that you know has its way. That yeah, fluids that come from your body that is on that is not that is not a that is not normal how it is healed. Not you're just you're just on your own. Uh, oh, sorry, you, you see, you're gonna die. That's imagine that's all you're watching every day. You're gonna die. You won't know your dreams. You don't be seeing you're gonna die. You don't be seeing yourself digging six feet. <laughs> You know, and that's an influence. I told you, I think it was on Sunday when the devil strikes. The devil does not come as I am devil. If he does that, you will run. So he hides behind things to do him, to show himself to you. He hides behind your phone, he hides behind your Instagram, hide behind your Twitter, hide behind your Snapchat, hide behind your Facebook, hide behind your WhatsApp. To show things, to show his face. I behind Netflix. You know? Because if you notice in Romans 5, verse 14, it says, For by one man sin entered the world. So sin spread by example. So you are not above examples. You are not. You are not. You are not above example. So you should watch what you see. Watch what you see. Watch what you hear. Watch it a lot. 
You learn, see, you learn everything in life. The way you are talking, the way you are eating, the way you, the food you like, you, you, you are a product of an influence. The, the dress you are wearing today, you saw somebody wear it and you decided to want to wear it. You saw somebody dress in the style you are wearing today and you decided to want to do it. Even the way you pray, the way you speak in tongues, you are influenced. I am too. The way I preach, I'm influenced. The way I pray, I'm influenced. The way I minister the things of the Spirit, I'm influenced. I am. I'm influenced by all I am. I'm influenced. I saw him, I saw the preacher do it, and I'm doing it. Many of what you see me do today, I saw somebody do it and I'm doing it. I'm influenced. The way we run our ministry, we are influenced. Hallelujah. That man is a product of influence. So imagine you surround yourself with someone who talks about the power of God. Imagine you have friends who tell you, no, you're already complaining. It's enough. Now speak God's word now. How about that? Imagine you have people around your life that tells you, can we just pray together? Okay, just give me your hands. Imagine you have friends that both of you are angry with one another. Both of you are fed you just both of you hold your hand. Pray for me, I pray for you. Let's pray. You know, <laughs> that friendship is going to blow up. Someone speak bad about, you know, some people, some people are not smart. Some people, you, are keep, you keep joining people that will speak bad about. Imagine, you know, if I, if, I'm, if I sit down somewhere now and I'm speaking bad about this sister, you know you are going to be influenced. Somewhere in your heart, you'll just be looking at her with, wow. Wow. And you know she has not done anything to you. That's what happens when they speak bad about your pastor. They say, ah. <laughs> Some people are not just smart. Say, you just keep it and see, he's a man. He's still a man. <laughs> he said, he's still a man. He said, uh, Paul told Timothy, say, Alexander the coppersmith has withstood me. He's going to withstand you too. Jesus said, if they hate me, they will hate you. I remember one day I was talking to my pastor. I said, sir, why do people say, I said, can I block some people and deal with some people that are speaking against you? He said, yeah, it's your choice. <laughs> because you can't keep that influence around me. When you hear an error long enough, it will be done on your consciousness. If you keep feeding on, you will die, you will die, you will die all the time. You are going to die. Just know that death is at the door. <laughs> Hope you know. If you keep feeding on sickness, how, wow, what happens to... You know, it's just like during the COVID era. I keep using this example all the time. All of us were new to that, to that example. But imagine on CNN and Fox, on the side when they are giving news, there's number of deaths, number of people with uh, one million. The thing kept increasing every day. You know, some people kept following the train. You know, immediately they see any shaking. Maybe they wake up and their neck did not move. Like, they're just stiff. You know, the first thing that will come to their mind is, ha, ah, COVID. That's because of how much... They are fed on it. Hallelujah. So, 
when you listen to error long enough, you will begin to reason with it. You are going to reason with error. When you listen to error long enough, you will. I'm saying that again about your pastor. Some of you, you hear the wrong things. You are feeding on how this pastor is not a, a man of God. How this pastor is not a this. How this. Stop feeding on the wrong things. What's your business with a preacher who is not a man of God, who is fake, who is that? Stop feeding on the wrong things. Don't see that's why some people are not some people cannot receive today because of the words they have spoken. That man is fake. The healing anointing does not work. This and that, 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 that. So and they don't know that they are going to be sick one day and they are going to need healing. I always tell you never speak against a miracle because you didn't know when you will need one. Don't talk down a miracle. See, I don't. Even if it is fake, I don't say no, this is wrong. I am going to be, I'm going to need a miracle someday. I need a miracle today. I'm I need a miracle tomorrow. It might not be an healing in my body. It may be something in the natural. I still need a miracle. I trust God for a miracle all the time. I will be so stupid to speak against miracles. But you know some people, some people, it's just like some Christians. They read things from the negative point of view. They want to learn about tongues. They will read the negativity of tongues first. Our people have abused tongues. The contrary will be why people should not speak it. Why not start from the better one and still at least test it? Why do you have to go through the back door of the negative side? Why? You know, a lot of something, some people are not just cautious. And we can't live supernatural that way. You have to be smart. You have to know what you are doing. You have to surround yourself with the right kind of influence. See, as a principle, I don't read negativity about a preacher. I don't. Because I'm one. I'm a preacher too. I don't read the negativity about a preacher. If I hear it, I just say, oh, well, let's just pray. I don't. As a principle, I've learned to stop talking. Before I used to do it, but now I've learned to stop talking against people's ministry. Because I now have a ministry. I now have a ministry. So I don't want to, I don't want to care what is going on in another person's ministry. I'm just full of things. I don't want to make my puppet a puppet where I'm responding to somebody. You know, if you feed on people's hatred a lot, let's say all I read this afternoon now is how the criticism about me, how we speak in tongues too much, how our own is just preaching prayer, no entertainment in church, nothing. Imagine that's all I fed on before I came to church today. You know, unconsciously, I'll be responding to them. Hope you know. I won't bless you. And they are not you. You know, that's the height of a distracted preacher. That's why he's fine. Some preacher just say, some people, and some people are not in their congregation. You know, so stop feeding on the wrong things. Stop feeding on the wrong things. Feed on the power of God. Feed on the word. Feed on positive things. Feed your mind with positivity. You know that thing they say, positive energy. Feed your mind with positive energy. Don't build yourself around negativity. Some people gang up and start complaining about your boss at work. And that is where your voice is the loudest. Don't be in that kind of carcass. People like that never prosper. Don't be in that kind of carcass. How you get to what I'm saying? People gang up and they are gossiping about their pastors, their this. People like that never amount to anything in church. People gang up and they are gossiping about the church member. Don't be in that kind of carcass. 
they never amount to anything good. How do you get to what I'm saying? So please, learn to feed on the right things. Keep a supernatural company around you all the time. Company that talk God's word. Top company that speak God's word a lot. Company that, you know, that, that tells, you know, company that are on fire for the ministry. You know, don't move with backsliders. Don't, don't keep backsliders as your friend. If you keep keeping backsliders as friend, it's a sign that you are going to backslide someday. Imagine your best friend, the person you say, the person you open up your heart to the most, is somebody who used to say, I used to once do ministry. I used to once pray. I used to once pray. You, you both will soon start saying the same thing. You both will soon start saying the same thing. You two, you will not know when you two will say, ah, I used to start pray. I used to pray too. Both of you, because I told you, we saw it in the scripture, the company of fools perish together. The companion of fools, they perish together. Don't keep backsliders as friends. Don't keep people that used to once be on fire for God as friends. Don't keep even a struggling believer as your best friend. You can help the person, but that should not be the person you are close to. Don't keep a strong, somebody that is still struggling with his spiritual growth. That's the person that is your best friend. I mean, iron sharpness, iron, obviously. But see, you know you still have to help yourself. You know your own problem. Personally, those I relate with are older people. Men who inspire me. Men who, before I came to service today, they told me they prayed for me. They told me that, ah, we've, we've gone through what I wanted to share today together. We are still going to go through what I'm going to share later. We are talking and say, you know, the, I was talking with one of my friends yesterday. We were talking about how we are about to go for a meeting. How we are just going to pray to catch something, you know. That's friends. That's friends. We, when we see each other, we leave each other inspired. There are conversations I have. And when I leave the conversation like this, I'm, I'm on my knees praying. I remember in 2021, I was working somewhere. No, not 2021. Early 2020, I was working somewhere. No, late 2020, not early. 20. No, early 2021. I was working somewhere. And I woke up having a vision, right? And immediately a friend called me. Immediately. It was like at 6 a.m. And the friend, we were not using the same time zone. And he just started talking. And he just started talking. And he explained... He didn't know what I saw, and he explained the vision I saw to me, and he told, and it, the thing, I will never forget, it was February 1, 2021, and the thing brought clarity to me. I was like, Jesus. And I told him, I said, Emoji, you know, I was reading this book about T.L. Osborne and his, his legacy and his ministry, how he reached the world, and I was so worried and I was so prayerful, and I was just thinking of how God will have us do something. So I saw a vision, but I didn't understand what I saw. And he just explained everything by the Spirit of God. And I said, stop. I said, do you know that you just brought clarity to me? Hallelujah. Such a friend. You know, mission is possible that we are holding today. Should I tell you the history? I was praying with a friend. And my friend just told me, Tofu me, you, all of you know her. She just said, Hemoji, is the mission is possible. That's how she said it. And today, we are, that is what is called a meeting. He said, is the mission is possible. Then we created that fly that some of you have that, has, that became your, 
She's the one that created that flyer, that thing that uh, wallpaper that most of you have that I've used. I said the mission is possible all over the. Some of you had that uh, flyer uh, as your wallpaper for a while. She was the one that, we, because we told ourselves, the mission is going to be possible all over North America. It came out from a prayer. We prayed for about almost six hours. And we just said, she just told me, I said, man of God, that meeting is called the mission is possible. That's where the name came from. I did not give it a name. She gave it a name. If I was going through my notes, I remember, I, I remember the, I saw the date she did. Friends, who inspire you? Who keep you? You know, I was talking to a friend about last week and he was telling me about the conferences he wants to hold, the kind of Bible seminars and the teachings he wants to teach. I said, ah, man, it seems like I've not studied enough. Oh. Where do you get all these topics from? Me, I thought I had topics. I thought I know how to list topics. He was just telling me, ha, ah, this is, this is, I said, <laughs> That alone inspired a betting to go and study. You know, you should have friends that you are listening to, uh, to the word. You, you, you end, you know, you finish character of God. You say, ah, you finish character of God. You say, ah. it's, not, it's not as if you, you say, ah, oh, I'm not ready. No. Say, wow, you finish, I'm going to finish this gospel. And you are looking at it, critiquing the world together, arguing and saying, let's go and ask pastor. Let's go and, that is how to be friends. That's how to be friends. I remember one of my friends posted something on his WhatsApp status recent uh, some months ago. I said, see, I just sent him a proper. I said, that, that's an old explanation. It's wrong. Go update your knowledge. Sharp, sharp. I just screenshotted some pictures of my book, sent it to him. I said, ah, he just took it down. He said, hey, I've not started to that's friendship. But imagine it's a backslider that when you study, you say, you know, bro, <laughs> I say, hey, hey, hey. <laughs> wow, the person is with you, I say, wow, the person cannot inspire you to fast, the person cannot inspire you to pray. A friend of mine posted a, a video of how a man of God flowed with, the, with, with accurate prophecy, and he told me, he said, man of God, as soon as we watched this video, we went to pray. I said, now that I'm watching it, I want to pray. I said, this must happen again. But imagine you are keeping a backsliding friend. Or somebody, you are saying, I want to help him. I want to help him all the time. That's your close friend. You will both help yourselves. Hallelujah. What do you hold those kind of people to grow spiritually? No friendship. No friendship. Nothing else. Nothing. You leave those conversations inspired. You leave those conversations full of the Holy Ghost. You leave those conversations full of entrances. Full of entrances. I told you, the mission is possible we hold every year. It came from a friend. She just told me. She, she, she knows. She just told me. So anytime I want to hold a meeting, I don't do it without her. Because she, she was the one that... What is the Lord saying? Oh, quickly tell me. Go and start praying. I've told her, I said, go and start praying. What's the Lord about to say? What does he want us to do? So I gleaned from it because I'm praying. I've told my friends, yeah, go and start praying. I need directions too. But imagine you don't have friends that can do that for you. Yeah, I send them the flyer. I said, this is the date. By so so time, I'm going to need some things from you. I might not be able to catch everything, but you will help me. Those are friends. 
keep the right company. Keep them. Not backsliding people. Not people that are saying they are trying to grow in the Lord. All you hold them is discipleship. Not friendship. Not both of you being friends. All the time. Keep the right supernatural company. Surround yourself with people full of the supernatural. Surround yourself with people that believe the same thing with you. That believe the word. Believe the supernatural. That they are not just talking about sickness all the time. They are talking about healing. Talking about things like that. Most of people will say, I don't know what's happening to the body of Christ. I don't know what's happening to the church. Ah, the word of God is growing. Oh, come here. We are, people are hearing us all over the nations of the world. The word of God is growing. Our messages is entering Pakistan. People are hearing us in Pakistan. People heard us in India. People are hearing us in Angola. Nations we've, don't even, we've never been to. You say the word of God is not growing. You are in the wrong place. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. People are hearing us in Puerto Rico. You say the world is not growing. The world is growing. Say the church is going down. The church, the church is not going down. You are just in the wrong church. Stop being the negative side. The church is going down. The church has missed it. The church has missed it. It's your own church that missed it. Our own church has not missed it. Men are hearing us in nations. Men, this week, we, we found, I found out that people, people are started hearing us in UK. Today, I met somebody who, who is in South Korea who will start hearing us. Hallelujah. You say the word is, you are just in the wrong place. <laughs> Glory to God. So keep the right company. Keep the right company. Surround yourself with people full of the supernatural. So the word of God is growing. Things are happening in the body of Christ. The company you keep will inspire you to study. They will inspire you to pray. They will inspire you to fast. They will inspire you to worldwide evangelism. They will inspire you. They will inspire the things of the Spirit with you. Imagine the friends you have and all you are talking about the phone is man of God. Man of, imagine, I sent a video to one of my friends. I just wanted to watch his reaction. He said, and some, this is how he said it. And somebody wants me to, somebody said I should calm down. I said, ah, God forbid, sir. <laughs> Those are friends. Keep the right company. And that's why church meetings are good. Don't be those kind of believers that miss church meetings. Always be present and active in church. Don't miss church meetings. Don't be those believers that when something bad is going on in their life, they say, oh, this is how I tell them. I say, if you were the pastor, would you have missed the service? Many of them can't answer. If you were the pastor and you were giving a sermon to preach, would you have missed that service? Many of them can't answer. So that shows. What, what, what are you saying? Hallelujah. So living supernatural every day. You, know, you do what? You feed on God's word, right? You feed on the word, right? You pray in the spirit. You put the word on your lips. Right? You give thanks always. Right? And you see, in giving thanks always, when you're giving thanks always, you are creating a supernatural atmosphere. You know concerning a miracle, as I close, you know concerning a miracle, all you need to do is just to remember another one. To remember what has happened before. 
it, it has happened before, it can happen again. Hallelujah. That's all you need to do for a miracle. Even for healing. Oh Lord, you've healed me before. I lift my hands and I thank you. I know you can do it again. Even concerning a job. Lord, I know you have been once stranded before. <laughs> I know you can do it again. Even concerning your finances. You remember, Lord, you know, there was a time I didn't have money and you just came through. That sudden check came in. And I know you can do it again. He said, Lord, I thank you for what has happened in 2019. He said, Lord, I thank you for what happened in 2020. Always learn to remember what he has done before. Hallelujah. Concerning a miracle, just tell the Lord, Lord, I thank you. That's how to be full of things. It keeps you inspired. It gives you hope. It gives your expectations. It gives you a supernatural expectation. Lord, I thank you for what you did 2019, what you did in 2020. Lord, I thank you for what you did in 2021. Lord, I thank you because you're going to do it again. You know, some of you are going through issues. All you just need to remember is what I did it before. And I tell you and I promise you, his word never fails. It's going to do it again. So we say we feed on the word, right? We pray in the spirit a lot. Living supernaturally every day. Or the supernatural every day requires what? Pray, feeding on the word, right? Praying in the spirit a lot, right? Putting the word on your lips, right? Giving thanks always, right? And I told you, when you give thanks always, you create a what? Supernatural atmosphere. A supernatural environment. And what? You keep the right company. Always have a company. I'll say this as I close. Always have a company you live. You, you always have a company because you live in this world and you cannot detach from this world. But your company will always keep you sane. You live in this world. You can't detach from it. You can't say you won't go to work. You can't say you're not going to watch TV. You can't say you're not going to, you know, you can't say you're not going to go to cinemas. You can't say you're not going to talk to people around the world. You guys say you're not going to, uh, as it were, just, you know, do things in the natural. Oh, but when you have the right company, it's going to keep you sane. Hallelujah. Are you blessed?